the wonderful thing the wonderful thing about these ideas is that you are a human being and I'm a human being and everything that's applicable to you and me is applicable to our customers. Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings. I'm Gene Girdley, and I produce and direct the Fixed Ops Roundtable virtual events. On today's podcast, Ted welcomes best-selling author, lecturer, and business leader, Brian Tracy, to the podcast. And now, here's Ted Ings. Gene, absolutely. Brian Tracy has consulted for more than a thousand companies and addressed more than five million people in 5,000 talks and seminars throughout the U.S., Canada, and 70 countries worldwide. Uh, he is the author of over 70 books that have been translated into dozens of languages. Uh, we first had the meet, chance to meet you, Brian, about 15 years back. And one of the things that uh, I want to recall is that for years, literally, after Brian spoke at our event, every time Brian would write another book, one of the great things he did was he would always send me a copy of each hardcover book. And I have saved probably two dozen of these over the years, Brian. And what a great marketing that Brian did personally, because inside every book, he would inscribe to me, not just a word or two, but he would go to great lengths to, uh, to, to write to me. And uh, I would receive these periodically for a long time. And my, my favorite one, Brian, is this one here, The Power of Charm that you wrote some years ago. And in the book, uh, you wrote and inscribed this. You said, Ted, you are a real charmer. So, um, <laughs> Brian, welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Welcome back. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Again, Brian, a great honor. Thank you so much. Our, our audience today is uh, uh, automotive dealership, dealer principals, owners, managers, uh, who've, like everyone, have just come out of this and are still continuing to go through this COVID-19 crisis. So I thought it appropriate if you could uh, share some some words of, of wisdom and uh, and what to expect, because we're we're on the road back. We've just started. Definitely. Well, you, the people who are listening to us today are the cream of the crop um, in the automotive industry. These are not uh, starters, these starting, starting people. These are people with years and years of experience. And all you need to do is you need to go into this mine of information and knowledge and experience and say, what can we do to, to, to make our customers happy? You go, you go to a good restaurant, and if you go to a good restaurant, the, the manager will always come around toward the end of the dinner, come around early, come around toward the end, and I'll ask you, how is everything? Is there anything we can do better next time? Uh, is, there, is there anything that you'd like to change or... And and uh, and they'll tell you, well, you know, I had this, I had that. Take it off the bill, uh, replace it. Uh, thank them very much. Uh, give them a, a, an after dinner drink, something like that. Because the, the the easiest customer to get to buy from you is 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 an existing customer. So what you do is you you this is a customer you don't want to lose. Look how much it costs you to get this customer to come in and buy from you. You know the, you know you know the numbers, but the numbers that I've seen car in in selling cars is that a person who's going to buy a new car goes to 10 dealerships um, and selects three and chooses one. It's 1031, 10-3-1, 10-3-1. Now, you, these numbers come from the automobile associations and so on. So that means a person comes in and they've already, they're going to look at nine different people. 
uh, or we're going to look at nine, nine more in, in, in addition to you. And then they're going to sort it down to three and then by one. Well, you want, we want to be sure to be that one. <laughs> and, and then once you, once they have bought from you, you want them to buy from you for the rest of their lives. You don't want them to ever think of going anywhere else. You want to be the Carl Sewell uh, customers for life. You want to be, just be thinking all the time and you tell them is once you've bought from us, I remember somebody telling me this years ago, I was buying a suit and he said, look, he said, I don't want to just sell you one suit. He said, I want to sell you your suits for the rest of your life. I don't want you to ever go anywhere else for the rest of your life. There's anything that you want or need, anything you need changed, anything else at any time. And, and he was really, he was true. He was, he was, he was really, um, um, he meant it. And, uh, surprise, surprise. I never bought from anybody. And he's, <laughs> so he sold expensive suits. Every suits were like $1,500 to $2,000. And I still have I, my, the suits that I have and the suits that I wear in front of my audiences were uh, suits that came from him. And he, he, he not only made a promise, you know, the, here, here's one of my, my favorite discoveries. I, I wrote a pro uh, called um, uh, Branding. Uh, actually, it's, it's, it's not a book. It's an audio program. And it's uh, the, the 21 Secrets of Branding. And because your branding, your branding is the most important thing that you have. It's, uh, it, it is how people think about you when your name is mentioned, how people think about you when they go out to their car, how people think about you when they see uh, your ads or other people's ads is what is your brand. And the smartest uh, companies are very thoughtful about their brand because your brand determines your success or failure. In other words, you're going to work a certain number of years in life are you going to end up rich or are you going to end up struggling? Well, your brand is going to make that decision. So here's the definition of branding. And I love it. I just, I just wiggle when I hear this. Your brand is the promises that you make to get the sale in the first place and the promises that you keep after the person buys from you. The promises you make and the promises you keep. And my favorite word in, in business is clarity. Clarity. What promises are you making? And you must be clear. They can't be fuzzy promises. Oh, we give good customer service and, you know, we smile at people when they come in and, and so on. No, 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 no. You've got to be specific about the promises that you make, that if you buy from us, this is what is going to happen to you. This is the kind of service that we're going to give and so on. And then afterwards, because people are skeptical, people are skeptical of, in every industry, but especially car industry, people are skeptical. You know, you, you, you say lots of things, but what do you really do uh, afterwards? So therefore it's what you do afterwards that determines your whole future. And so quick, quick question here. Um, everything that you said about buying cars also applies a hundred percent to the service side of the cars too. every yeah. aspect of that. Yes, absolutely. It, it, remember, the wonderful thing, the wonderful thing about these ideas is that you are a human being and I'm a human being and everything that's applicable to you and me is applicable to our customers. Yeah. It's what makes us happy. What would cause us to buy uh, again and again? Um, what could, what, what would we like our suppliers, uh, uh, automobiles and services uh, to do for us and just do that. Just yeah. do whatever you would, you know, do unto others as you would, have them do unto you, and you never go wrong. And That's keep right. asking people, what, 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 what can we do to make you happier? What can we do to make you happier 
next time. And by the way, the words next time are the great words for success is, is how can we help you next time? How can That's we serve awesome. you better next time? And remember, there's always something that you can improve and ask them and they'll tell you and then you do it. Have you, have you uh, guys, it's interesting. I just got a, read an article on this in the Harvard Business Review. It's, uh, it's, it's what it's called the net promoter score. You guys familiar with the net promoter score? Yeah. Oh, that, that, I, I read the book that uh, they wrote on this a few years ago and I died and went to heaven. I just, <laughs> I just love it. the whole thing about net promoter score yeah. is asking people to grade you on a score of one to 10 and then doing everything possible to get a nine or a 10. That's all you do. It's all you think about night and day. And every company that uses net promoter score goes to the top of their industry. Yeah. And everybody in the company learns net promoter score. So yeah. I'm, I'm, sure you, I'm sure you guys all know that. Uh, yep. Oh, 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 oh. Here's, <laughs> it's, it, this is, this it's a is, new flash. <laughs> this is, this is, um, this is, da, 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 da. I think it's, I put on my glasses here. <laughs> I got oh, mine too. <laughs> no, it, it, it's called The Simple Metric That's Taking Over Business by Jeffrey Colvin. And it is, I'm trying to think of it. So if it's in Harvard Business Review or in Fortune magazine, ta 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 ta. Yeah, it's 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 in Harvard Business Review. They had a special issue, but you can get this anywhere. It's called the simple metric that's taking over big business. And Jeffrey Colvin, who writes for Fortune, he's a business writer. I think one of the most insightful guys I've ever seen. Wonderful guy. And basically, it's the Net Promoter Score. And how every single company that's got any future at all is building net promoter score measurements, basically the promises you keep um, into what they do. If you if you like, um, well, you can either get this or I will send you um, a yeah, copy you, of it. If you can send us a copy of it, then we can get it out to our audience as well. We just put it in the handout section and they can get a copy of that. Um, Brian, we have a few questions. First comes all the way from a viewer in Australia. After sales trainer Kieran Stack asks, what has been your biggest or maybe even newest lesson from the downtime during COVID-19? Well, my, I'm, I'm real simple is I just focus on service. And probably a very simple example, Ted, it's been years since you've spoken to me, years and years and years. And so he had this idea, well, I'll call Brian and see if Brian would uh, come in and talk to uh, some of our friends. And and Ted has also written the check to uh, pay for me when he had me come in. And he knows that I charge a lot for <laughs> and And I won't tell you how much I get for doing this sort of thing for my clients all over the world. Um, however... Uh, I have a, a rule that I have developed, and it is before you ask, the answer is yes. And so when Ted called up and reminded me uh, who he was, and I remembered him clearly, the answer is yes. Whatever you want, the answer is yes. No debate, no uh, nothing. Just the answer is that the only thing that matters is, is, is timing. And so what I would say to Kieran is um, it's the same thing. Whatever, you, whatever your customers want, the answer is yes. And if you can't sell them something, give them something. And what you give them is you give them service and you give them warmth and you give them support and you ask them if they have any problems or concerns. And everybody does, you know, if you, whenever a person says, how, um, how are you feeling? How's your health? Well, everybody's got an ache or a pain somewhere. And, 
everybody's ever bought a car from you has got an acre of pain. It's got a problem. And so if you can't sell them something, then take away their acre, their pain and say, I'm so sorry to hear that. Buy gum. We will take, we'll take care of that right away. So let me give, let me give me, give me some information here. Let me write it down. And here's what they found with uh, the net promoter score. The simple metric is that when they ask you uh, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate uh, our service to you? Uh, if they, if the customer gives you a nine or a 10, it means that they will buy from you again. They like you. They're happy to buy from you again. If they give you a seven or an eight, it means they're neutral. If they give you a number of one to six, it means that they're not going to buy again. They're on their way out the door. Mm-hmm. So, so, and so the best companies, uh, starting with uh, enterprise and companies like that, they ask this question. Basically, every customer uh, touch point, uh, they ask them, how was my, how was my service? How was my service? I couldn't believe it. I mean, I read the book and then I rented a car and they open up and they say, thank you very much for coming. And they send you out to get the car. How was my service? On a scale of one to ten, how was my service? Is there anything? How was the car? How was this? I mean, they were just fanatic on this, and that enterprise went from a small used car rental when your car is being repaired, uh, place in a parking garage in downtown St. Louis, to the biggest car rental company in the world, just simply by focusing on making their customers happy. And so, Kieran, that's the main thing: is uh, are your customers? Good question. Are your customers so happy that they uh, will buy from you again and again and tell their friends? This is the most important rule in business. I got it from Peter Drucker years ago, is your first job is to make a sale. Your second job is to sell to the customer again because they're so happy with the first sale. And the third job is to get them to bring their friends. Sell sell again, bring their friends. And so therefore you have to ask them. and, and, And here's the most wonderful thing is if you ask your customers what you need to do to get them to buy again and bring their friends, they'll tell you. They will tell you. They say, well, if you did uh, more of this or less of that, then that would make me happy. Just like the, uh, the, the metric, is when a person gives you a score less than 9 or 10, uh, you say, well, what would I have to do to get a 10? What would we have to do to get a 10? They'll tell you. And then if you do it, and the critical thing is do it and tell them that you did it. Yeah. And do it as fast as you can. The speed at which you respond to your customer's concern determines how much they like you, how much they love you, how much they want to buy from you again. Human beings have this profound need for speed. They really need speed. And when you offer to do things fast, they they like you so much more. It makes their heart pump custard. And so therefore, whenever a customer has a problem or a concern, get on it. Like, just like I call it a, a switchblade, move on them fast. And they just feel happy. Your customers just feel warm all over when you do something for them fast. Right. Uh, Ted, Ted has one more question for you before a special announcement that we have. Brian, this question comes from Ed Roberts at Bozard Ford Lincoln in St. Augustine, Florida. He asks, Brian, what advice would you give that newly promoted service department associate to take control in a difficult situation like we're in today in order to make the biggest possible impact? Well, the, the most important thing is if you're in charge of other people is sit the team down and basically say, here's our situation and we need to work together to make our, to make our customers so happy that they come back to us again and again. And what are your ideas? What are your ideas? 
and you get the whole team committed to winning the Super Bowl of automobile service. And then you have and do this every week. You have a meeting. Uh, I uh, have taken I've run 22 different businesses in my career. And one of the things that I do as soon as I am put appointed to the position, my biggest position was a $260 million company. As soon as I'm appointed to the position, I sit everybody down and we start talking and we go around the table and everybody asks questions, shares what they're doing. And we talk about it and we go around and every week we sit down and, and shoot the breeze and talk about it. And it's amazing that the, the cohesion that that builds in your team and you're wide open. If you've got any suggestions or ideas of any kind, bring them to me and let's implement them. And um, so that's what I would say. And that, that makes you the power in your business, but in a very, very positive and constructive way. Uh, thank you for that, Brian. Before you go, Ted, I understand you have a special announcement to make. Brian, um, on behalf of the Fixed Ops Roundtable, and this is only the second time in our history that we've done this, uh, we would like to present you today with our Lifetime Achievement Award for your outstanding vision, dedication, and contributions to the automotive fixed operations community. So on behalf of the Fixed Ops Roundtable, we are presenting you uh, with the award today. And thank you so much for everything that you've done. Thank you so much, Ted. And thank you, Gene. I, I appreciate it. I, I love you guys. I love car people. I say with great pride all my life that I was a car guy for uh, a long time. So thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings and Brian Tracy. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or for sponsorship information, call area code 212-763-0016. That's 212-763-0016. 212-763-0016. For Brian Tracy and Ted Ings, I'm Gene Girdley. Thanks for listening.